all full of authentic points of view. Myself alone have at least 22. They come from the things that we have been through. Those things can either make or break you. Life is full of ups and downs. It's our choice to either smile or frown. Please choose to smile today. Because it's one thing that's free to give away. People say that life isn't hard. It's what you make of it. But what if only struggle surrounds you? What can you take from it? Life can be hard and some things aren't fair. Please listen to others just to be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through. Just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see. You are not alone. You have at least got me. We are more alike than you may know. But if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't ever give up because you got this. If you quit, think of all the opportunities that you could miss. Trigger warning. This episode contains content discussing self-harm and suicide, which some viewers may find disturbing. If you or a loved one is struggling with suicidal thoughts or self-harm, we advise you please take advantage of the 24-hour resources such as the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800-273-8255. We are all full of authentic points of view. Myself alone have at least 22. They come from the things that we have been through. Those things can either make or break you. Life is full of ups and downs. It's our choice to either smile or frown. Please choose to smile today. Because it's one thing that's free to give away. People say that life isn't hard. It's what you make of it. But what if only struggle surrounds you? What can you take from it? Life can be hard and some things aren't fair. Please listen to others just to be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through. Just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see. You are not alone. You have at least got me. We are more alike than you may know. But if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't ever give up because you got this. If you quit, think of all the opportunities that you could miss. Welcome to Authentic Points of View, episode number three. Yay. Uh, I am Danielle Boer. Um, I am so excited about this guest. Uh, she is my friend and such a kick butt awesome woman. Um, I've known her for about over a year now, and um, I am so excited to have her on um and touch on the topics we're gonna talk about um so ebony yarbrough she is a nurse she is a uh wife and a gym owner (laughs) i knew that uh and um just an amazing person uh she actually is more than that but we will get into that. So uh, please welcome Ebony. Hi. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey, Bill. Hey. How are you? Oh, my gosh. So awesome. I'm so excited that you, you. are here. Um, thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, so you are right on time. Uh, this is mm-hmm. airing in June, of course, but uh, May, yes, May uh, was a lot of different things. So May was 
Nurses Week. Uh, and it was also Mental Health Awareness Month. So, uh-huh. um, and Juneteenth is coming up. Woot, woot. I'm so excited. Yes. So you're going to like check so many boxes off and uh because you are a awesome woman Uh, (laughs) all right yay you're welcome thank you for being awesome all right so like i said last month was mental health awareness uh, month and um i know we've spoken and you've had some struggles as um in your teenage years um and i was wondering if you could tell us about it Okay, so yeah, last month was mental health awareness. I was a teenager when I first experienced my first like mental meltdown. I actually went to therapy. My mom actually put me in therapy once um, for it. I remember I used to go actually lay on this couch and talk to this older Caucasian lady. And my mama would write her a check. <laughs> um, I would talk to her for like an hour about all my problems, but... <clears throat> It started probably when I was a sophomore or junior in high school, probably a little bit before that, but like when I first started tapping into it and I used to do some things that when I was a teenager, I was crazy over boys that weren't any good for me. So they would disappoint me. I was moving, I was one of those people in high school that I developed more slowly. Um, I did not have sex right away um, when I was in a relationship with somebody. So I guess that I was moving too slow for some of them. So they would move on to other girls like really fast. So I started cutting. um, And that's something that I have not told a lot of people at all. Um, I think the only person that probably knows is my mama. So that's why she took me to this therapist. So yeah, I actually was depressed. Um, I remember one day coming home from school, I saw my boyfriend with some other girl when I was looking out uh, by the buses and he was with another girl like all over her and I went home and destroyed my whole entire room and started cutting myself. Um, <clears throat> I started out with the the little, you know how you arch your eyebrows with the yeah. little razor things? Yep. Started cutting with that. So, <clears throat> I mean, I would do my wrists um, and it was terrible at the time. I. It, I thought it took the pain away. It was it was a phase. It was stupid. Looking back on it, I'm glad that my mom did take me to go see a therapist about that because now in my adult age, I 100% believe in therapy. <clears throat> and without it, like, I don't know where I would be at. But And mental health, mental illness runs in my family. That's a, something a lot of Black folks don't like to talk about. But we, I have a family that is full of alcoholics, people who are depressed, people who have PTSD, anxiety, and it kind of trickles down. So hopefully with me having a daughter, I can kind of like combat that and turn it around and get her some help early if she needs and be open to talking about things like this, like I'm talking about it with you. But I have never been open to anybody about me cutting and being depressed at all. So... That was my experience with mental health. Well, first of all, let me say uh, that I really, really appreciate you um, talking about it. And I know it's got to be hard. Yes. Um, And um, that's why you're so special uh, Um. to me, because for you to trust me and to talk to the listeners and want to help people and us as nurses. And we'll get into that. Um, Mm -hmm. that's what we want to do. That's our whole purpose. We want to help people. Right. Right. Um, And so 
Um, thank you for being brave and sharing that. Um, and I know a lot of people are judgmental and that's, oh, yeah. you know, and that's sometimes I don't talk about stuff because they look, they give me the look like, Ooh, you know, like, <laughs> Oh no, no, you went through that. You did that, you know? And, um, so for you to be open and honest, it's very special and it means a lot. And I hope, I know you're going to help some people. And we even, this is just the number one thing that we said. Yes. You're starting and yes. you're already going to help some people. Um, how can you tell me how, like, how does it feel like, I don't know how to word this. Um, when you cut yourself, do you feel the pain of it or does it numb you or what does it feel like? I think when I did it um, at a time, it was more so a numbing of the mind. Like you, you, you got to like, trick your, psych your mind out right. to stop thinking about certain things that upset you. So you focus the hurt somewhere else. So that's why some people do self-harm um, because their brain is not focused on, oh, damn, I saw my boyfriend today. He was talking to this other girl. I cannot believe it. And I'm so hurt and I'm crying and I'm stressed out. Let me just cut myself because now I'm worried about, damn, that shit hurts on my arm. You know, so it kind of shifts your brain from one thing okay. to the other. So it kind of numbs your um, whatever has made you upset for the day or has caused you anger or depression or stress. It numbs, the, it blocks that receptor in your brain. And it's, you're now you focus on the pain um, where it's coming from, whatever place you've self-harmed yourself at. I think it's a numbing thing. That makes total sense, actually. Yeah. Um, that kind of reminds me of uh, when, like, like referred pain. So, like, when a yeah. patient, oh, yeah. um, say, for instance, they uh, say, I always have chronic back pain. Mm -hmm. But now I got surgery on my toe. Yeah. So now... Like I wake up, my back is killing, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you yeah. didn't have surgery on your, you know, but it's like, right. things like, but you, or <clears throat> now you don't think about the back pain because now your toe hurts, you know, like yeah. something like that. Um, that's actually very, um, that's a very good way. And I never would have thought of it to explain it. Oh yeah. Um, see, you're so smart. Um, all right. So we talked about nursing already so yes. uh how long have you been a nurse and what made you get into the field so actually so tied in with mental health um i started out as a pediatric nurse i was a pediatric nurse and for a lot of people they're like what is it a baby nurse kids nurse peds nurse i took care of kids from birth to 21 years old um and my specialty was pediatric neuro um so i took care of a lot of babies with um, hydrocephalus, any type of brain tumors, any type of brain cancers, um, any type of head trauma, all the way up until psych, because psych and neuro go hand in hand, if anybody does not know that, because you need to be cleared from the neuro floor to go to the psych unit before they can officially diagnose you as being depressed or bipolar or whatever mental issues um, or mental <clears throat> um diagnoses that they give you, they have to clear you through a neurology floor. So my patients used to be a lot of teenagers that did the same thing that I did when I was in high school, mm -hmm. cutting, depressed, stressed out, suicidal attempts, suicidal ideations. I used to take care of all of them. 
So what made me want to be a nurse is that at first I started out as a tech. I was a CNA at a nursing home for four years. And then I started out and then I went to the hospital. I moved to Atlanta in 2011. And then I became a tech at that same, that children's hospital. And then I was like, hmm, so let me see, let me see that this is the field that I want to be in. Cause I was kind of like shadowing the nurses all day, every day at work. Um, and so I worked on the pediatric neurofloor and now I, I did COVID ICU and now I do recovery room. So, um, family members have also motivated me to be nurses. My great grandmother was a nurse. Um, my aunts are nurses, my cousins are nurses, my sister's a nurse. We have a whole list of family members that are in the medical field. So it kind of runs in the family as well. That is so awesome. Um, so what what specialty do you like the most? Do you like people? You like telling people, take a deep breath and all this. <laughs> That's what we do. We, we, all the we time. Yeah, like, uh, preschool a little bit. All the time. Um, but um, do, you, uh, do you miss taking care of kids? <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do, but now that I'm like pregnant with my first child, I'm like, um, I don't think I would, I don't think I want to see that right now. I don't think I want to see a sick child because it would make me so sad because I remember I was, um, I was training a nurse who had just had a baby and she was experiencing postpartum depression at work while we were on orientation together. And there was a baby in the room that was crying that had a fever. We were trying to give her some liquid Tylenol mm -hmm. and the baby started choking. And then she got freaked out and ran out of the room. I was her, I was her preceptor. Oh no. And come to find out, she said it triggered her because she had just had a baby. So I think about her all the time. And she said, that could easily be my baby that was choking like that. And I didn't know what to do. And I'm just all over the place right now. So right now I think about her all the time. And, and now I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't miss the babies. Cause I probably going to be like that. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy telling people to breathe and wake up. I mean, it's so much better than a baby crying and you can't, you're not the mama. So they don't want to go to you. Um, or you're trying to like start an IV on an eight month old and that's just horrible. Um, and then working in the COVID ICU was so dark and scary and so depressing that seeing a patient go home at the end of the day is so satisfying. So I do prefer recovery room or PACU nursing. So that I love that. I agree. Um, I, um, I've been doing PACU almost five years now. And, uh, I really, I, people tease and they're like, why would you want to do that? Because hopefully we fix their problem. Right. right. That's what I love about it. So like yeah. when I worked at a certain hospital, they do kidney transplants yeah. and to see, like, sometimes we would take them if they were related, we would take them by each other the donor and the recipient. It is so oh, amazing. So nice. Oh, that's so, so nice. amazing. I love so, that. Yes. So yeah. like that feeling like of seeing them like, you know, and they they're producing urine now and all this stuff and they're just oh, like yeah. they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm peeing." And I'm like, <laughs> You know, you, so awesome. we get excited about peeing and pooping, you know? Peeing and pooping. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, passing the gas. 
Yes, and all that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, everybody. That's not in the medical field. Uh, right? They might think, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> like, y'all normal things. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> everybody does it. Um, yes. So anyway, so I wanted to ask you because um, I actually took a break from PACU at the beginning of COVID. Um, how did it affect you mentally to work in um, in the ICU during COVID? Um, and how did you like detach yourself from it uh, when you went home? Oh my gosh. I don't, uh, mentally, I have officially self-diagnosed myself with PTSD from it. Um, I, Cause we're in the medical field. We know the signs, we know the symptoms of PTSD. Yes. That's exactly what I have um, from all of the monitors beeping, all the IV pumps. I mean, I used to take care of people that had like four, five, six IV pumps, six medications going on at one time and you're titrating drips up and down trying to save a life. Um, and sometimes you could not. So that made me really sad. And I was severely depressed from that. Um, and I also suffered a miscarriage when I was working in the COVID ICU in Florida. Um, and I knew that that was not for me anymore at that moment. That was too much stress on my mind and my body because of the miscarriage that I went through during that time. Um, and the way that I kind of have put myself back to my self again, um, like that happy pediatric nurse I was, and now that I'm a recovery nurse, how happy I am now, the way that I came around to that was, I, I did something really weird, I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I collect plants, I'm a plant mom. <laughs> so a lot of people are always like, um, so you got all these plants and teach me how to do it and how did you get into it? And People ask me all the time, how did I get a green thumb? It actually came from when I was working in the COVID ICU. Every time I, a patient passed away on me or I could not save somebody's life, I went out and bought a plant. And I would name it after people who had passed away in my family and my husband's family. So all my plants have names um, and they do really well. I keep them alive. And in my brain, if I'm keeping my plants alive, that's my patient that I thought I lost in the ICU but their spirit is still living on. So I think about it like that. Um, and then it makes me happy. And then, like we said earlier, seeing people wake up from surgery and then people look at us and actually call us earth angels. Like people call me that every day. And that's amazing. Like I'd rather you call me that than I'm holding your family member's hand and you're crying and sobbing because you just, your grandma just flatlined or something. Like it's so much, it's so much more better mentally and physically on us nurses to know that at the end of the day, that patient has gone home. We gave them pain medicine, we made them feel good. We said, we laughed, we talked with them. We heard them say some crazy shit after anesthesia and they're going home mm -hmm. to their family. So that's what makes me feel better. Yeah. That's uh, I, I love that. Um, I know I was, uh, I teased you one time because I don't have a green thumb. My sister, uh, my sister and my uh, daughter do. Um, my my thumb is blue. Uh, it, there is, it just doesn't does not work out. Um, I can't keep any plants alive. Uh, but um, anyway, so I think that's amazing, and I believe in energy, and um, so that you associate the plant growing and living on 
to the spirit of the person. That's beautiful. That is right, so beautiful. Yeah. And Thank I never, you. yes, you're welcome. I never would have <laughs> thought of it that way again. Yeah. And um, that's why I love this uh, podcast is because like when people listen, they're like, oh, wow. You know, like one person um, can have a million point of views, right? Because the things yeah. that we have been through um, mm-hmm. and that's a special way and a healthy way to deal with what you dealt with, um, right. to get a plant and to take care of something. That's amazing. Um, because yeah. you know, some people, I mean, for goodness sake, some of the nurses that went through that, they're stealing drugs and going, and I'm not trying to talk about yeah. them, but yeah. I'm just saying That's they were herded to something else because that, right. that negative energy, that depression can take over you and just, yeah. Make, yeah. And, um, so, Wow, I really, I think that's awesome. Um, and uh, and I love, I love that you shared it with us. Yes, ma'am. All right, so uh, we are both travel nurses. Yes, um, ma'am. Right now, I call it a fake travel nurse because we're local. But, <laughs> <laughs> you've been a real one. What you talked about going to Florida, and I've never been a real one. I've always been super. Fun, oh no, you know? <laughs> no, you are a nurse, honey. You got the behind your name. We are real. <laughs> I know. So, um, all right. Now, I want to talk about stuff that has to, uh, pertains to, um, you know, it's not all about race, but be it as it may, you are a strong black woman. Okay. A beautiful, strong black woman. And, um, have you ever had any situations in the medical field that you were discriminated against or if somebody blatantly did anything to you um, because of your race? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, unfortunately, I and I hate the, and we talked about this at work and I asked you, so you asked me, was it okay if I talked about it? I said, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I don't mind sharing my story. I, I have gotten from looks to, when I walk in the room and they see me looking a certain way with my skin a certain color and my hair done a certain way, um, cause I have locks. Um, but before that I was natural. Thank you. Thank you. Before that I was natural. So I wear my hair out in the Afro or twist out or whatever you call it. So, um, there was a time when I was, I said earlier, I was a CNA at a nursing home in Florida for four years and I was putting, I was getting one of the residents up out of bed. That's what you call them instead of patients at the long-term care facilities, you call them residents. Um, so I was getting him up for dinner or lunch, something. And he did not want me touching him. He was an older Caucasian man. Um, I guess he must've had a flashback of something that happened to him back in the day. And he looked at me and he told me to get my hands off of him. Get your hands off of me, you nigger bitch, is what he said. Um, and I laughed. <laughs> I was in the room with another friend of mine who we're really good friends to this day. Her name is Katie. Hi, Katie. And as you guys uh, can tell, Katie's Katie's white. Um, <laughs> so I didn't get mad. I laughed when he said it. And Katie got mad. Um, she got so, she got very mad. I will not even say what she did um, in that moment in her anger, but I'm going to leave that off. But um, 
she was madder than me. And I looked at her and I said, Katie, it's okay. And she said, it is not okay. That was not appropriate for him to say. Um, this is not 1940. <laughs> this is not slave days are over. He should never have called you that. Um, that was disrespectful and that was rude. And I just thought to myself, damn, she really like felt something. She felt what I felt deep down inside, but you know, we've been experiencing it for so many years. It's kind of like, okay. But she really was hurt by that. And that meant so much. And that's why we're friends to this day. Um, and you remind me of her, by the way. <laughs> that's so sweet. Thank you so much. I mean, Katie, I heard she got a, she just had a mixed baby. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really on that, Katie. <laughs> but yeah, so that's one thing I have experienced being called that ugly word. And then also just like, um, I don't know. I mean, they'll think you come in the room and you'll say hi, you introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Ebony. They think that you're the housekeeper. They'll think that you're the tech or, you, you know, somebody that's working underneath the nurse or whatever. Um, and I'm like, no, I'm your nurse. And they'll look at me surprised. Like I'm not supposed to have an education. Um, some people, I just, I know that you are discriminating against me. I know that you have some hatred in your body for me because of the color of my skin, but I treat everybody with love and respect and compassion. And at the end of, at the end of my shift, you're going to be inviting me and my husband for out to dinner. So I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, that happens all the time. Like you can, you can see the switch. Like it's like a switch goes off and people will be like, oh, so black folks aren't that bad after all. No, all of us are not. No. All of us are not. So. No. Yeah, so but. you know how I feel, um, mm -hmm. and if the audience doesn't know how I feel, um, <laughs> I love everybody. Um, I've got some uh, biracial babies myself, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, <laughs> and so I would have been like Katie, maybe not to the full extent because I know the whole thing. Uh, I'm not that brave, but um, but yeah. So th this is the thing, people like. Um, People like Katie, that's what we need to do, right? And that's right. with anything. That's not just with nursing. If you are a person that sees injustice, yeah. right, don't just stand there and be like, it's fine. It's not yeah. happening to me. No, because that's part of the problem. Yeah. If people speak up and say, no, this is wrong. It is not okay. That yeah. doesn't ever fix it or make it, you know, go away, but that helps, right? Yeah. So think about this. If if Katie's an ant, right? No offense. Hi, Katie. Uh, I'm an ant. I'm an ant, and I speak up for something that's wrong. Yeah. But imagine if a thousand of us did that. Now, look at all these ants. What can we go against, right? Because now there's right. a whole bunch of us. That's yeah. a weird analogy, but, but it's it makes true. Sense. It makes sense. Like, you know, if, if something is wrong and you're just complacent in it and you're just like, do 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 I don't yeah. know what's happening. It's not, it's, it makes it, you can't brush it under the rug. Right? No, you can't. And, and that's why, um, this is important to me as well, because, um, you know, I've seen so many things that makes me sick to my stomach and, it's just horrible. I've seen so many loved ones that I have, um, like my family, uh, and the things that people have gone through or my friends, 
a lot of my friends are are black women um and to see what they're going through i'm like i would not be able to tolerate that or stand oh, yeah. how in the world can you be strong enough to go through day to day bite your tongue at as you're doing your job trying to help people and or with any situation but in our situation yeah. you are there to take care of them and they're can disrespect you and not even so much as think is like, oh, I should be thankful for right. that person. Who cares what they look like or what their hair looks like or whatever the case may be because they're helping me. But no. And you know, anesthesia maybe has a part to do with it, but it's yeah. not always because that's happened on every floor and the person never had anesthesia, right? right. That's just how they think. <laughs> <laughs> you can't always blame it on anesthesia. I'm just right. <laughs> It could that's be the true. drugs, but maybe they just right. are buttheads. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not funny that they're buttheads, but you know. <laughs> um, all right. So now something amazing that you've done, we'll get off of the hateful people and take their energy and throw it in the trash oh yay i love it yes throw it in the trash uh so you have done something that i have always wanted to do and um something my sister and i my sister is also an rn like us and um we've always wanted to do this and then i had another kid and started over but you got to go uh on a mission trip uh, oh yay yes can you please tell us about that I did, and I just showed you pictures of that yesterday, yeah. and I'm so happy you remember. Of course. Um, it was nice. So I actually went to uh, Madagascar, which is on the southeast coast of Africa, in 2016. Right after I got my RN license, actually, I started dating my husband, and I was like, yes, I would love to be in a relationship with you, but I'm going to Africa for 10 days. And he was like, what the fuck? And so... <laughs> So I was like, uh, yeah. So I went on a mission trip and it was around my birthday, actually. It was in October, end of October, early November. Um, I went with a group of Christians. It was a Christian church group, but the wife and the husband of the, the leaders of that group, that she, the wife was a pharmacist. The husband was an a ER doctor um, in Tallahassee, Florida. And it's called Medical Missions Team. If anybody ever wants to go on a medical mission trip, that is a great group to go with, Medical Missions Team. Um, and it is, um, it was a, an amazing experience. I went for 10 days around my birthday and stayed in Africa. It was hot. We had mosquito nets we slept inside of. I remember sleeping inside of like a cabin and I swear I heard something scratching up above my head. Mm. But it was great. It was a great experience. They were so thankful. I have like so many pictures from that experience. We served over 3,000 people in a community um, in Madagascar. We were set up in these old churches. We set up clinics and pass out Tylenol and ibuprofen and band-aids and crutches and wheelchairs and help mamas educate moms on breastfeeding and staying healthy. Um, these people came from mouths. They walk with no shoes on their feet. Uh, we gave out food. We gave out lollipops to kids. And when you gave out lollipops to them, they act like it was a million dollars. It was amazing. Um, that was a great experience. I mean, I, that was, that was crazy. One day I even, Remember, I had to use the bathroom so bad, number one and number two, that we were out at one of these clinics in the middle of nowhere, Madagascar, and I was like, I really got to use the bathroom. Well, the bathroom was a hole in the ground. 
<laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I literally was a hole in the ground. I remember peeing and pooping in a hole in the ground. Um, I remember copping a squat in the middle of the field to pee. We had toilet tissue. It was crazy. It was so bad. But I love that experience. I will always remember it, and I'm so glad to talk about that. Um, I would love to do it again someday, but I think everybody should experience that because that was just incredible. I, that was incredible. I love that you shared that um, with me, and um, that wasn't even one of the things we were originally going to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No. And it came up organically, like all of a sudden, <laughs> like I went on a mission trip. I'm like, seriously, like, why will we not talk about this? That's amazing. I know. Um, so, um, thank you so much for doing that. Um, yes. And the pictures really touched me and meant yeah. a lot. Like, uh, I felt like I was kind of there with you. I was like, oh. <laughs> and seeing and listening to them sing. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. They had beautiful voices. Oh my God. Oh, oh wow. It was, it was it so was, nice. It is. It's like such a beautiful thing. Um, she yeah. had a video of them, uh, a whole, I mean, thousands of people singing. Yeah. It was kids. It was like little kids wow. um, in this village and they had just got out of school. And they were singing for us and they sounded like professionals and we spent all this money on a, a music teacher and and this that and a third over here in our country and those kids had no type of training or anything and their voices were beautiful Aww. beautiful it was so nice that is awesome um yes. and uh i really oh gosh i gotta do it one day um, yes please i will okay. i'll go with you Yay! Uh, <laughs> so, speaking of going with me, you gotta wait a little while, and guess why? Cause she said, y'all, she's pregnant. I'm so excited. Me too. I am too. So, um, how do you feel um, being pregnant during? I know people say like COVID's not really around, but we yeah. just had a patient the other day with COVID, so yeah. it's still there. Um, how how does it feel being pregnant during this time and do you ever get kind of nervous or scared or how do you protect yourself um so you know we wear we wear a mask at work still mask mandate still on and popping in the hospitals for all people who come in and all healthcare workers so i do wear my mask i am vaccinated times two i did not get the booster yet because when i was about to get it i found out i was pregnant so i was still i'm still on the fence about that but now that i'm in the third trimester i might go ahead and get that booster but other than that the vaccines the vaccines are working just fine um i have been just doing whatever i need to do to protect myself hair washing you know the stuff that we do at work hand hygiene and wearing your mask and keeping your distance um I'm not really afraid of it because i know that i've been taking care of my body and i've been like you know doing um Doing what I'm supposed to be doing, drinking my water, taking my vitamins and stuff like that. So I'm not really scared of it. Um, and this wave seems to be a lot milder than what we saw a couple of years ago, one to two years ago. So because everybody at work is like they got it, but they had, they just had a sore throat. And I'm like, oh, so sore throat is like at least I talked to three or four people at work who has known somebody who's gotten it or have gotten the Omicron that is just like. I'm just, I just experienced a sore throat and I'm like, okay. So it's not as bad as it was 
um, two years ago when it was taking people out left and right. So if I get it, I get it. That's fine. But we know what to do to make ourselves back healthy. Um, I did have a friend who did get COVID while she was pregnant and she was really sick, but she's doing much better now. But other than that, I just try to protect myself. And in the PACU where we work at, um, I don't even know if they test everybody for COVID, do they? I think they do before surgery. At this one, um, I, think, I don't think so. Or they just have their vaccine cards. But but at our other assignment, we had everybody tested prior to surgery. Yeah. So that was a good thing. And if you were positive, then you couldn't, you had to reschedule the surgery. So I feel like we are somewhat organized about it right now. Um, we used to not be as a healthcare system. It was very disappointing, but we have turned the curb and it makes me less scared to be at work while right, being yeah. I agree with you in the PACU. Um, that's what it's a safer place to work, yes. you know, uh, because there's a lot less, um, like you said, they test you, but there's a lot less chances of you mm -hmm. being around somebody, you know, being positive. Um, and so, uh, we keep talking about the recovery room, but it, I mean, I love it too. I absolutely love it. And like you said, to go back to that, getting to see people go home, mm -hmm. getting to see people, um, you know, hopefully what they went there for is, is better. Uh, and, uh, say for instance, they were in debilitating pain because they had, you know, a gallbladder attack or whatever. And now their gallbladder's out. Um, you know, you know that they're going to feel better and you're like, yay, that's a great feeling. And, you know, people do ask, I mean, yesterday alone, three or four people asked me, am I alive? I'm so happy to be alive, <laughs> you know, and it's such a good feeling. I'm like, yes, you're alive. And I'm like, so am I, we're both alive, you know? Right. So, exactly. um, yeah, but, um, now do you take anything like other than prenatal vitamins to mm -hmm. like, do um any extra safety wise like elder bear or anything like that um yes and i had to watch what i was taking uh once my pregnancy was confirmed by my doctor because mm -hmm. you know doctor doctors and natural remedies and stuff they really don't they the medical field kind of frowns upon holistic medication is either one or the other. So she did tell me, my, my doctors did tell me to be careful with taking elderberry while pregnant because it can induce labor. I don't know how true that is, but every once in a while, I still pop an elderberry gummy or drink some elderberry tea. Um, I do do a lot of vitamin C, vitamin D. I sit out when the sun's out. I try to sit out in the sun for a little bit um, to get some natural vitamin D from the sun because that's the main thing that it, that working with ICU and working in the middle of it, I saw that a lot of people were deficient in it. And especially being black, uh, we don't have a lot of vitamin D in us because we're so melanated. So I do try to sit outside in the sun and get some vitamin D and I also take vitamin D supplements, but also staying hydrated. Um, but other than that, I try not to do what I was doing when I worked in COVID ICU. Now I was going crazy. I had like the little old lady pill box with all of my supplements <laughs> and I would take them all day, every day. But since I'm pregnant, I kind of backed off of that a little bit. And now I am just taking vitamin C, vitamin D, 
a little bit of elderberry here and there. That's about it. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Uh, so if, I know we've talked about this several times, but this is for anybody that has kids that might be thinking about this. So if Aubrey asks you, um, <laughs> mommy i want to be a nurse like you and she gets older and she's going to school what would you tell her Ooh, lordy <laughs> we talked about this uh yesterday actually and you know a lot of people being a lot of nurse there's a lot of uproar um with nurses being overworked underpaid and over understaffed um so Healthcare is not the same as it was when we first started out doing it. Um, and I am trying to fall back in love with my career, but at the same time, I'm looking for ways to get back away from the bedside a little bit. So, um, and you know, we both are, this is why you're doing what you're doing. And you know, I have some stuff on the side I work on too. Um, but to answer your question, would I want her, if she said that she wanted to be a nurse, I would ask her to reconsider, think about, think about other things, reconsider yeah. and do something that makes you, you know, that every day when you wake up, you're going to be so happy going to work or you're going to be so happy in your career because, and then do a reevaluation every few years, every three years, every five years, every 10 years, reevaluate, say, am I still in love with what I'm doing? Because when I first started nursing three years ago, I was in love with it because I was a travel nurse in California, like living my best life. Um, but now that I'm like five years in and going through COVID, it's not the same anymore. Um, even nursing school, these nursing students was doing most of their classes online. We had to show up. We was in school from eight to four, nine to five, we, Monday through Friday. It was a job for us that we couldn't even work a regular job. But it made us the nurses that we are today. Like it was hands on. You barely get that nowadays. So I don't know how it's going to be when she gets that age. So I don't want her to experience that part of nursing because now I feel like no disrespect, but sometimes the nursing students now are they're getting the generic version. They're not getting the my nursing instructors was nurses from Grady. You know, Grady. Oh, my. The teachers was nurses at Grady, so they. I was in boot. Like I used to tell my family, I'm not coming home. I'm in boot camp. I'm in boot camp right now. I'm in basic training for the military mm -hmm. <laughs> of nurses. Wow. <laughs> so it's not it's not the same anymore. Unfortunately, I would tell her that, and I would tell her to do what makes you happy. Um, do something that we don't got to take out no damn student loans. <laughs> get a trade. Um, a degree is not everything. You can get a you can get a trade. You can get a certification in something. Um, I mean, because her daddy he has a bachelor's degree in exercise science, but it's his certification that has made his dream come true. And so I would tell her to look at things in that nature. Don't have to necessarily be a master's degree or doctorate. I'm not forcing that on her. Um, do what makes you happy. That's a good point. You know, I mean, we can't ever, I know this because I have grown children uh, and a little one too, but you can't ever make them do anything, right? right. You, can, you can say, I suggest you do this or maybe you shouldn't do this. Um, mm -hmm. But that's their own path that they take, but we just have to lead by example. And, um, you know, and like you said, we're doing other things. Um, but you did mention 
your daddy, not your daddy, your baby daddy. <laughs> so, Hi, baby um, daddy. yes, you and your husband, Tim is his name. We can say his name. Mm-hmm. You just celebrated your anniversary. Woo-hoo! Yay! Yay! That's so awesome. So, Thank um, you. yeah, and you know what's also awesome is that you talked about his degree. Um, mm-hmm. So, you guys did stuff like, I mean, jam packed, like bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Took care of business. Like, literally, uh, you got married, y'all started a business. Um, and it's an awesome business. And I love uh, driving by there. It's grown so much. It looks wonderful. It's beautiful. Um, so, tell us about what the business is and, uh, and where are you located? So we have a gym and it's located in Woodstock, Georgia. Um, and it's off of Highway 92, off of exit 7, 575. And it's called Elite Performance and Strength. Um, just in case anybody wants to check us out, if you are ever in the northern Georgia area, it's close to Canton. We're probably like 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes away from Canton, Georgia. So Elite Performance and Strength is the name of the gym. Um, My husband and I are owners. He's the only trainer in there right now, um, working full time, Monday through Saturday, sometimes on Sunday. Um, And he's a started out at LA Fitness as a personal trainer and LA Fitness was just not paying the bills. Um, It's just a huge corporation and he was very unhappy there. And I said, why don't you, why don't we just look for somewhere to just open up our own spot? And we met this doctor actually, and he had some commercial spaces available and he actually rented out a space to us and we have gutted the inside of it. It looks totally different from when we first started. It was a mess, Um, but it looks great now. And so it's called Elite Performance and Strength. So if you guys are ever in Woodstock, Georgia, please come and check us out. Yes. And you guys have like, um, merch and stuff. Do you sell anything online or just physically there? Yeah, we do. Um, so actually we have an apparel line. It's called elite performance and strength apparel. Um, we have an Instagram page and a website as well. Um, so I think if if you go to the gym's website, it is a link on there for you to go to the access the apparel line as well. But we sell like t-shirts and shorts and, um, matching bra and, um, matching sports bra and like workout pants or like tights and stuff like kind of Lululemon textured pants for women. Um, we have unisex shirts and jogging to, to, we do it all. I'm in the office right now. The office is doubling as a, we have a press machine because we press our own shirts. Mm-hmm. And then behind me is baby stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so home office is what, what we call it. So we're back and forth between the gym and home doing business, but it's all good. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I love, um, and again, it's not all about race, but I love, uh, you know, any small business, black small mm-hmm. business owners, um, I always try to support um, as well. So we'll add all your um, your sites and all that stuff and links um, because as you know, I don't know how to word this, but um, some people don't understand that when 
in your area mm -hmm. alone. Um, you, uh, I hate to say the word minority, but it is mm -hmm. what it is, right? Um, mm -hmm. That area is predominantly white. Yeah. Uh, so for you to be successful, and he trains, who's a, who does he usually train? You know, to be honest, and we're not trying to bless anything, but his most of his clients are what? They are. They and I say it all the time, and we always laugh about this. I mean, honestly, the ninety percent of my husband's clients are rich white people. I mean, they. <laughs> They love him. Um, he just actually texted me not too long ago because we are being stressed. I've been stressing about what stroller to buy for the baby, as you know, because I've been showing you these strollers and they cost a lot of yes. freaking money. He just texted me and apparently one of his clients said, don't buy the damn stroller. So I know what that means. <gasps> so, <laughs> so I just got excited about that. So other than that, um, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so predominantly white um area side of town. And we are most of his clients are 90% there are rich, older, upper class white folks. I mean, ages 45 to 75 um are the majority of our um clients that we see in the gym. And so, hey, whatever awesome. works, works, right? right. Um, exactly. So that's awesome. <laughs> but my question is, you know, living in that area, have you ever faced any, um, I know probably you've gotten dirty looks, unfortunately, but has anybody ever said anything out of the way to you or anything like that? Like, you know, either eating out or anything in that area? Not really. Surprisingly, no. Um, I the looks, yeah, they do come or whatever. And then, um, but it's it's like since I it's a whole, it's a big difference from when I was that CNA at that nursing home being called that nasty word to now when I'm in Woodstock and I see people. I mean, you better not say that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Don't try it nowadays. Back then, I was like a quiet CNA. Now you you can't you can't say that. So I, I think people know that. Um, and then we and then we try to keep it as professional as possible because um, I really do like servicing that everybody. We we like everybody to come and support our gym. But I just like the fact that. Um, we, we're moving past that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yes, we are in a predominantly white area um, of Georgia where it's not a lot of black people around here, but we're, we put a pin in it to say, it's, it's just, this is okay for us to do here. Um, we're here to stay. We're gonna make the community better. And you're gonna come in, you're gonna come to our gym and you're gonna feel better. You're not gonna be discriminated against. You're not gonna be, Reminded that, you know, you stick out like a sore thumb. We want everybody to feel welcome. All ages, shapes, sizes, race, colors, background, whatever. Um, and, and, you know, just flip that whole thing around. Like, people have no choice but to love you when you like that. Like, nobody wants to come train at a gym with some asshole because racism can go both ways. Black people can be racist, too. Um, I mean, cause I know some people, my people can be real racist too against your people. And it's, it's like, you're not making it better. Right. <laughs> like you just adding gasoline onto the fire. So our way to deal with that is show that our gym is a place that that does not matter. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter where you came from. When you walk in through those doors, 
my husband is going to work your ass out. <laughs> you're going to be cussing him out, but you're going to want to come back for some more. So everybody is welcome. And we love it. I have not gotten any dirty, dirty, like nobody has said anything negative to me. Um, but it feels good to know, honestly, it feels really good when I drive by that gym to know that when I look over there, my husband's dream has came true and we have opened up a gym in the predominantly white side of town. It feels amazing. That feels great. That feels great. So, Oh my gosh, you make me yes. so excited. <laughs> but honestly, this is how it shows everybody how good of a person and people that you are because yeah. Tim is the same way. Um, he has the same energy as you. You guys are amazing people. Um, and so your response to what I asked, you flipped it on me and you're like, yeah. bam, like, no, but look, look, look what we did. Right. That's a great accomplishment because, yeah. um, no matter where you are, say you set it up in a hood in Atlanta, right. And you were successful there. That's wonderful. Right. But to go into a area where you're like, guess what? we're here we're here yeah. to help you yeah. just like with our nursing we're here to help you yeah. we're gonna get you stronger we're yeah. gonna you know it, tim's gonna uh knock you out rock you out <laughs> sock you out uh, right. work you out yeah. <laughs> get, you, get you going yeah. and um and uh and that's what it's about. And that was it a is. great answer, actually, um, that I didn't know you were going to say. So you're, <laughs> you're awesome. But yeah, so to you, to your point, um, it doesn't matter what race you are, because that's great that you're not looking at it like that. You're looking at it right. like this. Hey, we got a building. We met a guy. We found mm -hmm. a place. This is where we're establishing. And no matter who wants to come, come on, everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's what it's about. Um, right. And that's why you're, I'm so proud of you guys. Um, Aww, thank you, I, I really am. Cause you know, I, um, listeners, Hey everybody. Uh, <laughs> I used to work out there. This yes. is how crazy it is. I used to work <laughs> out there before they owned it. Yes. And I remember talking <laughs> to her and she's talking about, she opened a gym. I said, where and she told me and i said get out of here <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i used to literally work out in the same exact space yeah. that they bought um later on you know and yeah it's so amazing and how people's past cross and stuff and oh yeah it's how so we're good. all connected um, oh yeah so i i was like this is so cool and yeah. to see it um it looks amazing and thank you you're welcome and this is not to bash the people because i like the people that used to own it before this is not yeah. bashing nobody this is not saying nothing um but right. it's very inviting and very like vibrant in the wall like uh can we talk about the color really quick and then oh we'll yeah on. Um, <laughs> uh, what um what color did you do the wall that you could see. From. So we painted the walls blue in the inside and I just want to let everybody know that was my idea. I had <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea. There's a lot of things in that gym that you might, when you walk in there, it might look like it was a man's idea, but no, 
Um, he, I had told him, I said, these damn white walls, I can't stand them. Um, and then he goes, well, my clients are older and I wanted them to be able to see when they are exercising. I said, that doesn't make any sense to leave the walls white because you're concerned about their sight. That's what lights are for. I said, it's too white in here. It looks like a doctor's office. I said, we need to paint these walls. And he, I said, you love blue. So let's just do blue. We was going to do one wall at first. We painted one wall blue. And then he's like, I really like that color. Now the whole damn gym is blue. The bathrooms are blue. <laughs> we repainted the shower rooms. It has, it, it has showers as well, yeah, guys, for men it's and awesome. women. Yes. No, it's so really, it it's really an awesome space. It's a um, great space. Yeah, it is. And it's, yeah. um, and, uh, I'm super proud. And that's what I said. Like literally, when I'm driving past, those walls pop. Like I, can, oh, yeah, when you are close, I can <laughs> see the wall. Like, oh, yeah. like, oh, there they are. You know, and and, um, and so yeah, and I'm so like happy for you guys. I'm so Thank proud. You. Um, oh yes, no problem. Uh, you're welcome. And um, <laughs> so now, you also because you, like we talked about, uh, you literally like are into so many things like I am always like that so you (laughs) you guys also have an Airbnb we're gonna talk about it really really quick um but uh just shout that out really quick and tell us where the location is and then if you I don't know like the Verbo number or whatever like the if you know it off the top yeah it's a really cool space as well go ahead and tell us about your Airbnb all right, so I got a two-bedroom, two-bathroom Airbnb in Orlando, Florida. Everybody thinks it's in Atlanta. It is not. It's in Orlando, Florida. Um, and it is 10, 15 minutes away from everything you can think of, the outlets, the Mall of Millennia, Universal Studios, um, all those, Disney World, all that is like thir- t- 10, 15 minutes away. The airport is about 15 minutes away as well. Um, it is, I, I, I can also send you the link to the Airbnb. Um, the Airbnb.com um, backslash always up investments is how you get to the Airbnb. Um, it is open for bookings all summer long. So please book you guys. Um, that's something that I did with a business partner of mine. I'm actually the co-host of the Airbnb, but I was doing this travel nurse assignment in Florida and I was staying with a family friend and we were talking about it one night and I said, let's do it together. So we're doing it together. So it's actually a woman's thing because I'm all into women empowerment as well as women can own some shit. It doesn't always have to be a man. So it is a woman and my mom, she's in on it too. She helps me um, with everything with the Airbnb too. And we just split the cost three ways. Um, But other than that, yeah, Airbnb in Orlando, Florida, please check us out. Woohoo! It is beautiful. I'm, I'm going to stay there with um, McKenna. Um, yes. I don't know when, but I need to book it sometime. Um, you know, with the traveling, sometimes I got to figure out what kind of assignment yeah. I'm going to have before I can just spill the money everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but, I definitely um, understand. Yeah, so, okay. Now, um, do you... What advice... I'm like, do you? Do you have any <laughs> advice for... Um, uh, I guess, do you have any advice for anybody that, um, I try not to get emotional, that uh-huh. has any mental health issues or that 
is cutting or that thinks about those kind of thoughts? Do you have any advice for them? Um, yes, I do, actually. I mean, because I know, I just want whoever is going through something right now, who's ever listening to this podcast right now, to know that we have, we all go through something. We all face some type of BS in life. Um, and it could be a number of things all at once. And I tell my, and I'd say the same thing to my mother-in-law too, and my mom, because they both struggle with mental illnesses and, and things that we don't like to talk about and put on the table, but it is what it is. Uh, we all go through it. Um, you got to pull yourself out of it, it's a hole. It's a dark hole. And I know sometimes it feels like that hole is never ending and it just keeps getting deeper, deeper, and deeper. But there is a way out. There is a way, there is a light at the end. There's a there's a light up above. You have to, it's a mental thing. Um, you have to train your brain every day to want to think better, live better, do better. I remember when I was in nursing school and when I was um, going through my prereqs in my classes and stuff, um, I used to leave myself uh, post-it notes all over my window, all over my mirrors in my bathroom. And it was just motivational stuff. And it was also like lab values and shit that we need to know for the inquest. <laughs> <But, laughs> As you know, that's the only way to pass that awful ass test. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, it was a lot of aff positive affirmations. I believe in positive affirmations. So I don't care what you got to do. Download an app on your phone. Um, they have so many different ones. I have spent $30 on a positive birth affirmation that I listen to every morning when I get up. I don't even care if I don't hear everything that the lady's saying, but the fact that it's playing in the background while I'm brushing my teeth makes my day go better. So you have to like create a routine that's going to help you get out of that dark hole of depression, anxiety, and stress. Know that you are not alone. A lot of people go through stuff every day, stuff that we don't talk about, um, stuff that we try to keep silent about it, but it's good to talk about it and get it out. Um, I was depressed after the miscarriage that I had, and that was a lot. But And there was days I would sit in this house and cry, cry, cry. And I one day I got up and I said, this is, I got to get, get out of your feelings. It's over with. Um, let's move forward. You have cried all you can cry. Now it's a new day. It's, you get a new start. Every, every time that alarm clock goes off for the next day, that's another 24 hours that you get a chance to start over and do it again. Do something different. Do something better. Do it, just do it again. Um, it's, you're not laying six feet under in somebody's casket. Um, it could always be worse. You know, people are leaving this earth left and right every day. They're shooting up schools. They're shooting up churches. They're shooting up gas stations. They're shooting up targets and everything. So just be thankful for like the small things. Find small things to find joy in, such as buying a plane and naming it after dead people. <laughs> sounds crazy but, but guess what it makes me happy it, when I put my time into like I am so dedicated to being a play mom sometimes I will like dig so deep into dive deep into it that I get lost and I'm on the back patio replaying all my flowers and three four hours and went by and I haven't even had a depressing thought in like three or four hours and that's amazing 
Yeah. So find something that makes you happy. Go hiking, go bike riding. The weather is great. Go for a swim. Um, meet up with friends at a bar and have a cocktail or two. I mean, like just be, go hold somebody's baby. When I get sad, I always talk to, call my friend. She just had a baby four months ago and she is just so full of life. And I'm always like, send me pictures of her. She sends me pictures of her baby all the time. Nothing makes people happier than a baby. Like seriously, a cute baby makes everything so much better. <laughs> so other than that, find something to pull yourself out of the dark hole. It is not the end. There is light at the end of the tunnel. There is a way out. Look at me, I went from cutting in high school um, I had gotten broken up in, with in college and my ex-boyfriend told me to move out and I moved three times while I was in college, three times while I was in nursing school um, from dating the wrong guy. Now I own a gym with my husband, five minutes up the street. Like, it's not, it's only temporary. Everything is only temporary, but you have to change your mind frame. And that's that. Oh my gosh, what, that's amazing advice. Yes. And, you're, and you're right, you know, I mean, I talked about, I didn't talk about everything, but the other day I talked about um, how, you know, when you're in the situation, mm -hmm. you see where the destination is, right? You're just like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna get at it? And then when yeah. you're out, and you look back, you're like, holy crap, I overcame some craziness, you know? Right. And that is the beautiful part of it. When you're yeah. in your happy place and you're past everything and you can look back and you are so proud of yourself for what yeah. you accomplished, that is amazing. And it does, it's definitely a mental thing. I mean, mm -hmm. your mindset has to be rebooted somehow. You know, yes. and um, and it's hard to do sometimes. Believe me, everybody, I know. And if you've heard episode one about me talking about myself, I have said that, you know, I was in abusive relationships and I was and all these things. And, you know, at the time you're like, oh, my gosh, this is just normal for me. And then you mm -hmm. look back and you're like, what in the world? <laughs> like, yeah. How did I tolerate that? You know, and um, and then you got to be proud of yourself. Um, the producers of this podcast, Shameless Plug, I will talk about them. They say all the time, celebrate your successes. Mm -hmm. And um, and I love that because yeah. it could be the smallest success in the world. Uh, say, for instance, you didn't run out of gas today. No, I'm just, that's a success. No, I'm just, that is a success, especially now they cheat. That's right. You know, I'm just being silly. But, you know, anything. Right. Thing, is a success, right? Yeah. Uh, any small step. I lost two pounds. It's only two pounds, but that's great. Right. You know, you're going yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. So everybody, please keep your head up. Um, yeah. We're here. Um, I, there's so many different avenues now, I believe, than there was. Um, uh, I will post the suicide prevention hotline. Oh, yeah. Um, there's all kinds of things. Um you know, there's people to talk to and just be careful, you know, who you trust, because sometimes you can't trust everybody, but um, no. there's so many people you can talk to. Um, and I want to put this out there. Uh, my name is Danielle Boer. If you ever need anybody to talk to, mm -hmm. um, please email me at authenticpointsofview at gmail.com. Oh, um, I have a phone number that people can reach out to. It's like a WhatsApp number. Mm -hmm. um, I want you to know that 
I am a safe space. Um, I love you. I love everybody. And I want you to know you're not alone. Um, and look at all that Ebony you have accomplished. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, Tim as well. Um, oh, yeah. And we'll just throw him in the mix because he's part of your journey and your story. <laughs> yeah. um, he definitely is. And so for, like you said, to go from depressed, cutting teenager mm -hmm. to now you own a couple businesses. Oh, yeah. A great nurse, a fantastic nurse. I listen to you talk to your patients. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest compliments we can get because people have said that to me. Mm -hmm. Listening to you, Ebony, talk to your patients and how they respond to you and how awesome uh, you are and that's what it's about, right? Yeah, the people yeah. that have those thoughts that are like negative about whatever they're thinking. And then they know, like you said, they're going to ask you out to dinner now because you're so oh, awesome. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's the connection you have with people, right? They can look past the things that they might be judgmental about or whatever the case right. is. Not that it's right or fair. They shouldn't be. I mean, you know, I'm not <laughs> saying that's okay. But what I'm saying is, that's the that's the great human being that you are you don't yeah. give it back you don't say oh well i'm gonna treat you like crap because you're treating me like crap and that's the great thing about um hopefully most nurses because i've seen some that aren't like this right the, the same way i try to be as well because yeah. like you can hear something and somebody be like, oh, that patient's a pain in the butt. And then now you yeah. might have a thing about them and you're projecting that onto them. And then, yeah, yeah they're going to be like rude to you because you're being rude to them. So you just have to like let those things go. And, you know, this is like treat them like your mom, like your cousin, like you're whoever, right? You have to, and yeah. You have to. And, um, and that's something beautiful. And um, like I said, <laughs> I... Um, Ah, I love you so much, and I'm so. Oh, love you too, Bill. Thank you. Uh, and awesome. you guys are so amazing, and I can't thank you enough for being brave enough to share your story. Um, and uh, and that's another thing, everybody. We are not like the situation, right? We're bigger exactly. than the situation. Exactly. So you can get out of all of your situations that you've been in. I lived in a homeless shelter when I was pregnant with my second son and I already had my first son. Um, and um, you can get past those things. Um, it's possible. We do it all the time. And like I said, when you look back, you're going to be like, wow, look at all I've overcome. Uh, I am a kick-ass person. And exactly. you're going to be proud of yourself. Yep. Um, so... I don't want to end this episode. <laughs> it was a good one. It was so, so fantastic. Good. You are so amazing. Again, I'm just like literally going to make you have the biggest head ever because I can't stop. <laughs> you are. Um, no. But I know people will be able to feel you like how you really are. Like this is genuinely you. They can just feel it just from our voices. Um, yes, so ma'am. I am so happy. I'm so, um, I just can't wait to meet Aubrey and yes, I, oh, I can't wait. So exciting. Uh, and, uh, and I can't wait to see how far the gym goes and how well you guys do and how it continues to grow. And soon you'll need a bigger building and a second building and a third building. Um, yes. And, um, and 
it's just like I will be on the sidelines, like cheering you on and and just supporting you in any way. Oh, we appreciate oh. that. Oh, you can come anytime. Oh, I need to, girl. <laughs> we all know that I need to. Uh, so uh, we're going to say goodbye, but um, not for long because I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> right. I'll see you at work tomorrow. I won't see you tomorrow. Exactly. So, uh, again, thank you so much, Ebony, for um, sharing your story, for being strong and brave. And, thank you uh, for having me. Oh, of course. Like, I couldn't think of anybody better. I was like, this is perfect. You really, uh, you're just very well-rounded person and just an awesome person. Thank Um, you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm trying not to cry because I know. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so we will say goodbye thank you for listening everybody so this is episode um number three thank you so much um and i will see you later ebony all righty bye and this has been a creative global podcasting production thanks for listening to authentic points of view podcast i hope that something you heard today changes your point of view If you would like to share your views, please email me at authenticpointsofview at gmail.com or leave a comment on Facebook at Authentic Points of View Podcast. Remember, always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart. listening to authentic points of view podcast i hope that something you heard today changes your point of view if you would like to share your views please email me at authentic points of view at gmail.com or leave a comment on facebook at authentic points of view podcast remember always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart